News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman in association with Air on News Talk. David McSavage, good morning. Good morning. You, we spoke to you a few weeks ago. You were just about to embark on a pretty extraordinary comedy tour of Ukraine. You're back after ten days. How did you get on? Yeah, special comedy operation. Well, like, like I was just telling you. Um, yeah, I mean, even with people who speak English as a first language, comedy can be risky. And um, so there were a few moments in some of these towns, like one in particular, a town called Ivano Franivsk. Hard town to say, hard town to pronounce. And, you know, I'm on stage and, you know, I was thinking because I was trying so much. You see, that's the other thing. You know, I, you, you need to have well worked out ideas to do a sex, successful comedy uh, show. So I was trying out this idea because every day in the media you hear uh, Emmanuel Macron is talking to um, Vladimir Putin. And I'm thinking, what are those conversations like? And, and, and so I was trying to say this to the audience. Yeah. And I was saying, does Macron think he's so sexy that he can seduce Putin out of Ukraine? Oh, Vladimir, bonjour. And, and so I think they missed the word seduce. You know, so, so or they missed certain words, the and so they, so they don't yeah. know what I'm talking. About. But then I started doing, <laughs> I started doing uh, impressions of Putin, and, and freaking out, and then they they're laughing at that. Thank God. Uh, so, uh, you, I, so, so I started. I said, I said, uh, Putin is a name you can say very easily while spitting. You know, that went down well. That went down great. So any anti-Russian stuff was. Are you glad you did it? Yeah, I did. But like I said, when I was there on certain occasions on stage, uh, because, you know, Brendan O'Connor jokingly said, Dave, haven't they suffered enough? Why are you going over? And there was a little element of that. You're on stage and you're thinking, I really, this was, I did not think this through. I should not be here because people are just staring at you. But look, uh, it was just very simple, you know, to the small amounts of people we performed to. Uh, a lot of people did come up and say, thanks for coming over and we appreciate your support. And that, that, that's it. Yeah. Um did you see? Did you did you feel? It, was it dangerous? Did you feel you're you're uh, under threat while you were there? Well, at all? you know, um, you don't want to tempt fate, but it's relatively safe in a lot of places. But there are these air raid sirens that go off, and so when you're not used to it, like the first or second day, I was in Lviv, and an air raid siren went off, and I was with this mate Johnny O'Reilly. And he just continued eating his breakfast. And I'm thinking, you know, and I'm looking around at people and some people are walking quicker, but other people are just kind of resigned. They're to used it. to it. Yeah. And I'm thinking this guy, Johnny O'Reilly, he's he's desensitized to the fact that he's living in a war zone. And so, you know, I'm, I'm quite well, you know, you do you do think any moment a missile could just appear from n- nowhere. But look, it is relatively safe. But if I did have kids i'd be out of there yeah there's no way i I watched some of the videos you posted on social media they were they were really powerful and there was one there was one town you'd visited i think there was something like two thousand houses in this and you said they had been systematically obliterated one by one by the uh by the russian army yeah look it's it's i don't know what i expected war to be like russian artillery you know maybe i thought indiscriminate just they firing in the direction of where they hope the enemy is but these weren't military i mean they weren't military targets a lot of them are summer houses and a village of three thousand houses and maybe two thousand of them but yes so the russian army would have had to have destroyed them individually target them and you could see where the shells went into the corners of houses into the roofs some of them were completely destroyed partially destroyed 
But it's on the sc- the scale of it. You can't, can't get your head around the scale because you see stuff on TV, you hear people talking about it, then you're there and you're looking at it. And then we happened upon this older lady and she was working on her allotment, standing next to her house, which was destroyed to the foundation. And she she pointed to me at a sh- the shell that had, the remains of the shell that had destroyed her house. And you're looking at it and you think, this is what Putin is up to. His desire to hang on to power has, is, is blowing up Nadia was her name, her, this woman's house. Mm. And then you think, does he not have a mother? Like, how would he feel if somebody and did that to him? We've his all been watching the war since whatever, the 24th of February. Yeah. And, and it, like, you, at first it was extremely shocking. And then you do sort of get used to seeing war scenes on the telly. That that targeting of one house after another, after, was in, did that strike you because it's the calculation involved was so clear? Is that because as you say it, I'm kind of going, this is a crazy thing for people to do to each other. But yes, this yeah. is what war is. But maybe well, what is, maybe that hadn't sunk into my brain. Yeah. What 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 is what is the logic of them doing that? How would they justify taking the time to blow up each house? And I was asking uh, this guy who has a YouTube channel who he's he's in the army. So we were allowed to go into these areas. His name is Operator Starsky. He, he showed us, by the way burnt out Russian tanks and there was pieces of Russian uniform and he very analytical guy talked about the war like a like a business very professional says yes that's a piece of uh, Russian um, soldier yes uh, he has been demilitarized okay do do you know what I'm saying and then he he talked about um, uh, in the first few days of the invasion the Russians uh, tried to blow up an airfield I think it was near Bucha and he took us to this place and he said um, that like the top Russian special forces had been landed in this area. And then the Ukrainian airborne uh, got there as well. And then he said, fun fact, uh, they were all killed. All the Russian, you know, so. And then gallows then, humor then, during war, I'm sure, is, well, well, is, then, is then a I'm thing. Ask, then I'm asking him. Like, how did that happen? So the Ukrainian, uh, the Ukrainian Airborne Division, he described they hunted and killed these guys all night, 200 Ukrainian soldiers. So it's it's um, and then the stuff going on in Bucha, the the, the, the war crimes, uh, you know, mm. it, it's beyond imagination. It's it's butchery on a, you know, on, on, on a scale that you can't imagine. Your your admiration for the Ukrainian people comes through uh, in those videos. I, I'm curious, though, and maybe this is an impossible question to answer. Did it change you as a person? Did it change you as a as a comedian? N- no, I mean, look, I'm an outsider. It's not. not I mean, but. I guess maybe because my ex-missus is from Poland, so my kids are half Polish, half Irish, so I do feel a little bit connected. But also, Ukrainians are great people. Iraqis are great people. Iranians, Yemenis, uh, people from Syria. Most people are really great, and it's terrible. Russian people are... Russian people are fantastic, you know. And most people, you know, anyway... But but yes, to go back to Kira's point, uh, the, the the fact that when you're... When you're there and you realize that they targeted, they would have had to take the time to systematically blow up each house in this tiny, beautiful, you know, little gorgeous village. And then how did they justify that? And then I think the guy with me said maybe they they would say that uh, there was uh, Ukrainian soldiers hiding out. Clearly not. So it was purely just to put the fear of God God. into uh, people. We are here. This is our country now and we will lay waste Everything. So, but they don't have a strategy compared to like the Ukrainian fighters. Seem so much more professional, better equipped, 
and and better able to f- fight a war, but they they are outnumbered. But it it does you wouldn't think there's any chance that Russians could succeed in okay. Ukraine unless they drop a big bomb. David, we have to uh, leave it there. Uh, thanks indeed for coming into us. Uh, well done. It sounds like a, a really uh, interesting ten days you spent, and 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 uh, some good done, I think as well. I think it probably is important uh, for people in Ukraine that people like yourself do these things. Uh, comedian David McSavage, thanks indeed for talk- coming into us this morning. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman in association with Air. Weekday mornings at seven on News Talk.